Welcome to Central Moments. Uh, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And among other things, David says, he restores my soul. That's one of my favorite. And this idea of God restoring us is usually in Jesus, his restoring work involves three things. He removes disqualifying guilt from our lives. He brings us joy and he infuses us with the strength of his own his Holy Spirit, his power. And so as we are continuing our series out of Zechariah, the temple has been rebuilt. And in the second half of Zechariah, some of these prophecies may have been given even 35 years after the temple's been finished. And it's about God restoring. And amazingly, as so many parts of the second half of Zechariah, it points directly to the work of Jesus. So verse 6, talking about the restoration, not, not just of the temple that's now been rebuilt, but the whole nation. Verse 6, I'll strengthen Judah and save the tribes of Joseph. I'll restore them because I have compassion on them. And then get this sentence. They will be as though I had not rejected them. For I am the Lord their God and will answer them. I will make them as if they had never rejected me in the first place. And this immediately brings us to the triumph that we have in Christ. That when Jesus died for our sins, uh, there was an exchange that took place. In fact, 2 Corinthians 5.21, Paul talks about that exchange. As Jesus was hanging on that cross, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see this over and over in the New Testament. The new situation we have in Christ is that we are clothed with the righteousness of Christ so that when God sees us, he sees the obedience and righteousness of his son. He doesn't see our failure. And so, in some senses, God in Jesus acts towards us as if we'd never sinned and disqualified ourselves from God's blessing. He says to Israel, as though I had re um, they will be as though I had not rejected them. This is a, a picture of this amazing exchange. And I just want to encourage you today, if you are in Christ, if you're repentant of your sin, if Jesus' blood has, has cleansed you, don't let that false guilt, don't let those haunting memories of past failures just take away your confidence in prayer, your confidence in being God's person today. Because in Christ's righteousness, that's what our Heavenly Father sees. Jesus' righteousness clothing us. And we are to God as if we had never sinned before. And then uh, in verse 7, the next verse, back in Zechariah 10, the Ephraimites, that was sort of code, that was kind of one of the large tribes of northern Israel. Northern and southern Israel had, had uh, separated after uh, King Solomon died. And uh, you have Jerusalem and Judah and Benjamin in the south and then the ten northern tribes, sometimes just called Ephraim. The Ephraimites will be like warriors. And the amazing thing was they had been defeated by the Assyrians because of their idolatry and disobedience. But the Ephraimites, those that had rebelled against Jerusalem and those that had fallen prey to other enemies, they're going to become warriors. And their hearts will be glad as wine and their children will see it and be joyful, and their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. So not only, not only in, Je in Jesus' restoring work is, is our disqualifying guilt taken away, but the joy of the Lord is given to us. And then on top of it, we have strength and power from God. And uh, in verse 11, he describes what's like a new exodus. Remember the old exodus? Israel came out of... Egypt crossed the Red Sea, that supernatural deliverance. 
Well, verse 11 says um, that my people will pass through the sea of trouble, but they're going to pass through. The surging sea will be subdued, and all the depths of the Nile will dry up. And uh, that, of course, is down in Egypt. And then in the north, Assyria, that conquered Ephraim. Assyria's pride will be brought down, and Egypt's scepter will pass away. And I will strengthen them in the Lord, and in his name they will live securely, says the Lord. So let's pray all three of these things to our lives. Our Father, if we have, uh, uh, Lord, not repented of our sin, if we stand guilty before you, we pray you'll forgive our sin as we repent and turn from it and that you'll clothe us with the righteousness of Christ. Thank you. You take away our guilt. And we pray that as a result, the joy of the Lord, whereas we've seen defeat in the past and victimization, we pray the joy of the Lord will fill our hearts and we pray the power and strength of the Lord will help us to live securely. And we praise you for this in your name. Amen. (music) 